Podcast time. That's right. Benford Tools is proud to present uh, Home Improvement Podcast. My name is Adam. You all know my co-host, Jordan. What's up, pal? What's up, dude? How's it going? Uh, it's going well. Uh, I mentioned to you before we started recording that we've been doing a lot of podcasts lately, uh, you know, so <laughs> banking some of them and some of them for a ways in the future, but everything's kind of starting to blur together, and I don't know what we've yeah, talked about when. It's hard. it's hard to keep track of everything. And the episodes uh, are all sort of the same because it's home improvement, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm surprised that our... I mean, I guess our, our listeners will tell us if our quality has gone down, but, you know, like today and, and <laughs> other other days, you've asked, hey, can we record today? And I haven't watched the episode yet, yeah, so... Yeah, I know. It's uh, hard. It, it's uh, kind of a fly-by-night operation, as you like to say. We might get a uh, another three-star review that answers a question we posited on air. That's how <laughs> that's how our fans typically like to uh, communicate with us. Sounds sounds dangerous. Yeah. We're we're playing a dangerous game. Um, the most dangerous game, in fact. <laughs> Have you ever seen the old original film of that? No, uh, I'm familiar with the. The book. With, I don't even know if it was a book or a story, but uh, yeah, I, I have I'm pretty sure awareness. we read it right around the same time as we read The Monkey's Paw in school. Oh, I like The Monkey's Paw. Mm, well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 it was on TCM, like, I don't know, six months ago, and so I I, I, I watched it. It wasn't too bad. Not too Black bad. Black and white, so it's an older, older film. An oldie but, just, but a goodie. You know, an I, oldie but a classic. I say Monkey's Paw, it's kind of what I would call an allegory. Oh! Yeah, yeah. How's that, how's that wow. for a five dollar word jordan uh we gotta make this more about home improvement because we are we're gonna a, do it right a home now. improvement podcast we are not an allegorical podcast we are not a monkey's paw podcast monkey <laughs> monkey paws cast uh we are a home improvement podcast so jordan uh, can i share with you yeah, a story share a riff yeah so yesterday i was made aware uh by my friend <laughs> why are you laughing the, at that i don't know i thought of the alanis morris that song of the mess you left when you no. went away i think it's that went, was... went away anyways but yeah carry on sorry close enough yeah uh i you know he's, he's got some inside connections mm-hmm. um for this place i don't know if you've heard of it called disney world yeah uh vaguely familiar yeah. <laughs> vaguely familiar, mickey goofy some people go there. Tigger, uh, I think. Yeah. Another person who went there is our white whale, the man who we cannot get on this podcast, Tim Allen. He was there uh, just you know, 15 or so miles from me, and I did not make my way over there. But he was they're opening a new Toy Story land in Hollywood Studios. Okay. And so he was there with Buzz, um, you know, hooting and hollering. Was Tom saying Hanks there infinite. or no? You know, I didn't, I didn't, I don't care about that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, why, why would you? No one likes him. I was not made aware of that information. No one information. likes the Oscar winning uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah. The one who played uh, Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah. That's played true. Mr. Disney. I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't see that movie. Uh, well, it's too bad you missed him, Jordan. Um, I know. Just another, just put it, it, when we get him on the show, it'll just be a long winding tale of how we got to him. Here's a question. What's the deal with Toy Story 4? Four? Is it coming out? I is it been delayed or something? I think it's on the schedule, but okay. it's still a, a year or two. I'd have to look. They have a date scheduled for it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the storyline's going to be, but I'm sure they'll pick up right where they left off. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> that's that's what you're into. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I don't know. What else is going on with you? Have Have you seen anything home improvement related lately? Oh yeah. Um, 
I saw Brad on Fox and Friends uh, oh. a couple couple weeks ago. Uh, he was there for a morning. I don't know. I watched it in the morning. I don't know if the you know it was actually a morning show or not. But um, I mean, you can kind of guess what's steeped in all of that, and uh, you know, bit of a bum, I, bit of a bummer. But uh, you know, it seems seems Brad and I don't align politically. But hey, I hope he still comes on the show sometimes. Yeah, I mean, we we can tolerate anything, right? We can <laughs> well, within, within reason. Yeah. <laughs> within re- yeah. No, we uh, we're, we're friendly to all all people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're also four twenty friendly. Well, you mention that every time you can. Yeah. So. It's nice of you. You know, uh, I'm surprised they would reach out to him, I guess. I don't know. It's, I don't uh, know. My guess is there are not a lot of... Um, how do I say this? Um, <laughs> don't worry, I can edit it out. Okay, there are not a lot of uh, A-list celebrities that are especially interested in going on the record. Right, we're definitely not getting okay. Brandon now. Okay. Way to go. Uh, that, Way are to go. that are interested in going on the record as being uh, major... Uh, you know, advocates for that political regime. And I don't want to get any more specific, Jordan. I don't want to alienate our audience. I tell you what, you really navigated that really well. Let's get away from this. Uh, What else, Jordan? (laughs) What else? Yeah. Uh, Well, here's the thing. Yeah. There was, I woke up on, I don't know. A lot of waking up between us. You know, we're waking up watching (laughs) Fox and Friends. You're waking up. We're staying woke. Yeah. Uh, Saturday or Sunday morning, maybe, Mm -hmm. I looked at my phone and I looked at Twitter and Tim Allen was trending. So I was. You're nervous. A bit nervous, you yeah. know. Yeah. What so you just say? never know. You what never know what, what causes people to to trend on Twitter these days. But sure. I looked, and he has fi- formally, probably informally, announced uh, the, the return date of Last Man Standing. I would like him to formally announce it. You know, like get, you know, get a stenographer. <laughs> he did know, the same sky. thing that like uh, LeBron did, where they just like took a picture of a word document that said LeBron went to LA. <laughs> Oh, man, yeah, I, yeah, that was that was a, a shocker. Uh, did they? You said, so they announced. Did you get a specific date on that? I think it was September 29th. Okay, well, mark coming that, around this fall. Mark that in your calendar, home podcast listeners. Um, and we'll probably do an episode on it before then, possibly. <laughs> Don't make any promises. Defin- you can't not, keep. Not definitive, but it's uh, it's a it's a strong possibility. Jordan. That's all I really got. I mean, I think we... You don't have to, you know, delay the start of the show. We've got a great episode on tap. I know, but in many ways, <laughs> my favorite part of doing the podcast is the beginning and kind of the, uh... You, know, you think it's all downhill from there? Just, it's like a know, roller coaster, you work your way up? And... I know we're a home improvement podcast, but my favorite parts of recording are the parts we don't talk about home improvement. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, this week we're covering, um... Uh, <laughs> you don't silly, even know. I'll silly, tell you. A silly episode. No, no, Godot. Yeah, episode 95. Uh, this one written by Bob Bettinson. He's, this is his last episode that he's going to write for the series. Um, hey, I don't want to divulge too much, but uh, I think he's going out on a high note. Yeah, uh, Borland Ambition was the last one he did. Oh, I like um, that one, too. You did? Yeah. When, uh, that was when Al kind of went overboard on yeah, Mary's Hardware. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, this... I thought that was the one where Al was a, a sex symbol. No, I don't think so. Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about things blending together. Yep. You know what this episode aired, Adam? Uh, my birthday when I was five. Yeah. yeah March, March 21st, 1995. I keep track of those things. Yeah, I, I remember watching it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you say that every time it's around your birthday. <laughs> yeah, I vaguely remember the family all gathering around our uh, uh, massive TV that weighed 
2,000 pounds, um, and uh, yeah, we sat down and I had some a birthday cake with uh, the Pistons mascot Hooper on it, and uh, we watched this episode and I, lo- I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, Hoop to this day, Hooper. Hoop, Hoop. I heard the. I, <laughs> I'm going to interrupt you because I, I don't think that's going to work out. I heard the Pistons signed a guy today named Max Hooper, which is like the best basketball name you could possibly have. What? Be, yeah, that'd be like a guy being named like. Who's Max Hooper? Jason Dunk, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Jordan Assist. Yeah, uh, Adam Rebound. All right, uh, back to the show, Jordan. Wow. We're going off off the the rails. rails. All right, uh, obviously based on how I ended the last episode with not really being able to pronounce the episode title, I didn't know that this episode title was a reference to the play Waiting for a Godot by Samuel Beckett. Have you ever seen it? Never heard of it, no. No. Uh, so since we didn't hear of it, we didn't like the episode title originally, we're going to come up with alternative titles, of which I have three. I have one, two, I have five. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, go I for know. it. I don't know. You just, like, you just like to lead off and bat last. I do. I have my cake and eat it too. All right, mm-hmm. I'll start. No, no, Godot. Um, sure, we'll go with um, Godot Break the Law. And that's a lesson we all can learn. <laughs> yeah, we can all learn that one. Okay. All right, I'm gonna start with uh, probably my best one. They're just gonna get worse as we go on. How about flannel as the new black? Okay. What? <laughs> I mean, it's a good title. What? I don't know how it factors into this episode per se. Well, well, who's in? Who's in the jail? Flannel man. Well, what? No, nah, whatever. All right. Uh, All right. Well, if that's any indication of my other ones, we're in trouble. I think it's clever. I just don't get it. But you'll make you'll connect the dots for me when we get to that point in the episode. Uh, next one for me, Jordan. I'm tired of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, tired of what in particular? The tired. The tired. Oh no! I just yeah. I didn't know if you were tired uh, of anything in I particular. Don't know. This is a similar plotline to something sure. we've seen before, I guess. But you know, sometimes I think of you as my potso in crime. Alright, here's here's something similar. The definitive putzes. Mmm, they sure are. You know, when the parents are away, the kids will paper mache. Oh, that's good. It's long, but it's good. <laughs> it's, it's more of a motto. Alright, uh, Jordan, how's this one? In the pen, ulti box. <laughs> you know, in the last episode you said you didn't know much about hockey, but I think you might. Yeah, just a little something. <laughs> All right, you got. Do you have one more? Yeah. Uh, okay, because I'm I'm fresh out. Probably my best one. Uh, jailbirds and Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I'm so happy right now. Yeah, this is this is amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, plot synopsis uh, by Bernie. Bernie's back in the fold. Mm-hmm. Tim and Jill are to double date with Al and Eileen at a play, but first. Tim and Al have to sell tickets to a hockey game. Tim and Al get caught scalping the tickets. Wilson watches the boys while Tim and Jill are out. And a kitty has a lot to, a lot to say oh, in the back. She's vocal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she she likes this episode. She too. loves Bernie or the yeah. episode? Or uh, both. I don't know what's going on with her, but uh, hopefully it's done. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's start with something we're tired about or tired of seeing. <laughs> We open on tool time. And I'm they're... tired about this. <laughs> you're t- I, I, we'll have to tell me exactly what you're tired about in a minute, but they're talking about tired. 
Talking tires with Adam and Jordan. <laughs> All right. Uh, tire week on Tool Time. They're tightening some lugs, uh, changing a tire. I've only done this maybe once or twice in my life, and it's been a long time. But uh, I've never done it. Confession. No. Yeah. You know, I've got AAA now, so yeah, I don't, do, I don't, I don't yeah, do those sorts of things. I don't, I don't even have to. But it would be cool to know how. <laughs> it would be helpful. Yeah. Uh, Tim brings out somebody who definitely knows how, and that's the indie car pit crew for... Robbie Gordon. Robbie Gordon? Yeah, yeah Robbie, Robbie Gordon. Gordon. He's, a real, and, uh, he's a real guy. I looked him up, but I don't I don't have any like information on him I thought he was made out of paper mache. Uh, it's, uh, well, you can tell he's not an actor. Uh, no. The second he delivers the line of dialogue, so... Yeah, that's how they that's how they roll. Um, they changed a tire. His pit crew, I should say, mm-hmm. changed a tire or a set of tires in fourteen point one seconds. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, according to IMDb, that's about average. So I'm I'm supposed to be impressed, but I guess I'm not after reading that. Yeah, I mean, I had a thought as I was watching them do this, and that's you know, if this were my job and my livelihood, you know, I think I could do it too. You know, if th- that's really the only thing they have to be able to do is change these tires quickly. Like, yeah, Just, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what else they do. I would imagine they do more as a pit crew, okay. but well, who if knows? That, if that's all they do, then yeah, I mean, I think I could probably get pretty good at that myself. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I don't, mean, uh, I don't mean to throw shade, but I guess it's time for a career change, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, they, they talked to the lead driver, uh, Robbie Gordon, for a little bit. Uh, Tim says he's pretty good at changing yeah i mean you, tires know, you as knew well. where this was heading i thought he might do it against al but yeah he didn't no, no they, it would have been pretty easy to have one on each side of the vehicle but yeah. they did not nope. instead tim tries to demo uh he struggles mightily with the weight of the tire and other such things it takes him about 40 seconds to change his tire and yet the audience clapped at the end so i couldn't tell is this supposed to be bad or not it's hard to say. I mean, I can't change a tire in less than 40 seconds. Yeah, I kind of thought he was doing a good job, and I, I, it was hard to solve their plan for comedy well, you or know not, how Well, you know how we know he didn't do a good job? How? At the end, a winded Tim says he was going for quality over speed, and oh, yeah. the, t- the tire falls off. Yeah, so. that, was bad. that was a bad sign. That was when I had the first inkling that maybe he didn't go as well as I thought. That's you know? when stardom didn't happen. <laughs> um, I don't know if you mentioned... The 28, 23 tires and a baby joke. Oh, uh, something about that was a good movie? Yeah, it's funny. And that, that was Three Men and a Baby, right? That's yeah, that's what they're alluding yeah. to. It's funny, though. Hilarious. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's a fine opening scene. I mean, I don't know who Rob... I guess you weren't tired of it, then. <laughs> I mean, I don't really think I was tired of anything in this episode, but uh, it didn't really, you know, it didn't do much for me, or it didn't re- relate to the, you know, what was to follow. We head home. Um... Brandy and Rad. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is, yeah, this fantastic is a fantastic episode. Yeah, you know, whenever we decide to record last minute like this, uh, I think it, I think it shows. But and we had a false start. We did. Yeah. False start. Number on the offense. Five on the offense. Brad and Randy, they want to go to a, a party at Courtney's. Don't we all? Uh, she's uh, presumably their age. No chaperones are going to be there, but her 15-year-old brother is going to be in charge, and he's pretty responsible. He makes, and tall. And tall. He makes it to detention on time. Uh, Jill says, no way, guys, and she heads to the garage. I will continue. Um, <laughs> Tim is uh, working on his new new hot rod. I don't know. New, new hot rod, however you want to say it. But New one, old hot rod. Yeah, new old hot rod. The one he, he purchased uh, with Jay Leno in a close proximity 
Um, apparently, he's been out there a lot. We haven't seen it necessarily, but uh, you know, he decides that uh, to make it up to Jill, he's going to take her on a date night. Or a, yeah, a what are they gonna date. do? Um, I mean, I can't remember the exact order, but it ends with hockey. <laughs> I think it was dinner, dancing, hockey. Dinner, so. dancing, hockey, because he has some Red Wings tickets that uh, you know apparently she didn't know about, and he didn't know that Jill had uh, opera tickets, and they're going to double with Alan Eileen. Uh, Wait a minute, it's yeah. not an opera that they're going to Will it play. Yeah, play. My mistake. They're going to the theater. It had an op- operatic feel. Yeah, actually, well, actually the-, the venue itself sort of looked like. Uh, I don't even know. A it movie, very, th- a small very, movie theater. It was very underwhelming. I'll say that much. Um, it must have been cheap tickets that they got. Uh, you know, the other kicker is that they already had this date planned, the double date planned, yeah, and, and Tim just forgot. They need to communicate uh, better as a couple. <laughs> That's something I've learned in ninety-five episodes. Yeah, I mean, they just communication is lacking, uh, and this is prime <laughs> evidence of that. Uh, this is, I mean, the last time Jill and Tim went on a double date with Al and Eileen, it did not end well. No, it didn't, no. Uh, and this ends arguably worse, I would say, <laughs> depending on your so, perspective. No more double dates. That's, no. That would be my policy going forward. But mm-hmm. they're, they're going to agree to it, and um, we move on to the next scene, where Tim is trying to sell the tickets without luck he's on the phone trying to i guess he's calling everyone in his little black book uh but everyone's got either a wedding or a funeral uh open heart surgery all sorts of things going on i'm wondering how many people are doing march weddings in michigan That's an interesting uh, question yeah i didn't think about that but yeah i'm <laughs> i've never been to one no i've been to, i think i've been to one winter wedding in like november yeah. Something like that. But uh, Tim says, you know what? We'll just try to scalp them outside the venue before we before the play starts. They're in close proximity, so we can do that. Uh, Wilson then knocks at the door, arrives. He will be the babysitter. Uh, there is a very poor thespian lesbian joke. That oh, Tim- <laughs> yikes. Yeah. That, that, uh, that hit the ground like a sack of potatoes. A, sure a big, did. A big thud, yeah. They, they don't even really have the, uh, have the stones to, like you know really commit to it because like no one ever says lesbian but you know Tim no. says lesbian and he kind of raises his eyebrows and it's like okay this is this is about as 90s as it gets my man i guess this is why bob left the show uh wilson brought a big bowl of colombian popcorn you know what colombian colombian popcorn is don't you adam uh roasted ants yeah you know this reminded me of something jordan i'd like <laughs> to take a second to tell you about it uh, please no it's not that interesting but uh i read an article in uh must have been ESPN, the magazine, uh, out in Seattle, Safeco Field. They have kind of a, I don't know, they have a chef type that runs their uh, their ballpark food, and uh, they have a delicacy out there called uh, roasted crickets. Comes in mm. a small cup, and I guess the fan base just goes wild for it. Yeah, I think that comes, you know, a lot, a lot of, well, not a lot, but on the West Coast, there's yeah. a little bit more of an Asian influence, and mm-hmm. I think that comes from there. So, would you eat roasted crickets? Oh. I don't think so. I'll try. Anything. Hear, I'll try anything once. I do. I, yeah, I mean, it would be hard for me to stomach it after like looking at it. But I hear they're very high in protein. So if I blindfolded you, you'd do it. If you like folded it into something, you know, <laughs> uh, like a cricket cake, yeah. maybe. Right, yeah, <laughs> I'd be in for that. Fair, but, enough. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, he's eating roasted ants, and uh, I don't know. Tim doesn't seem too upset about it. No, I think he says they just need a little salt or pepper or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Flying <laughs> through the plot. Sure. Uh, we are back What's... at the parking lot, and I don't. I didn't mention this earlier. Back but... at the parking lot. Have we been there before? Oh, we, we, we haven't been there yet. No, it's first time. 
right, well, edit it out, I guess. Uh, <laughs> we are at the parking lot, and uh, Jordan, this scene has kind of a, a noir sort of feel to it. Uh, oh, I, I guess I, I yeah, get what you're saying. The, it's, yeah. it's lightly misting, which I don't know if that was a... I gotta assume that they didn't plan on that happening, because there's no real reason for it to be, but there's a light mist... Uh, everything's kinda, it's in black and white. Everything, yeah, it's black and white. Humphrey Bogart's there. Uh, <laughs> There's a cigarette and smoke in the background. No, yeah, but so. everybody's wearing, like, Tim and Al are both wearing the same, like, trench coat. It's kind of like a tan-colored <laughs> trench coat. And then, like, a couple extras walk by, and they're also wearing the same trench coat, <laughs> which I don't know if somebody just got a bunch of these trench coats in bulk, but uh, I noticed that. But, yeah, it's, it's very noirish. And uh, Tim's trying to sell the tickets. He's not having much luck. He's being uh, a little too... Um, Man, why wouldn't he just take the first guy who was going to buy him for like right. 40 bucks yeah, or something? Yeah, somebody offers him 40 and then somebody else offers him 10 But the thing with this is, is you know, it's it's illegal to scale tickets, Jordan. Uh, and Tim is, you know, he's just being too blasé about the whole thing. He needs to be a little bit more overt. Um, eventually a guy comes up. Uh, I'll do a bio on this guy at the end. But uh, he's wearing a bunch of Red Wings gear. He's an older gentleman. And, um, you know, him and Al bond over their performances in the play because Al was... Uh, he plays Pazzo in the play. Yeah, Godot, and this guy He's... played someone else, presumably. No, they both played Pazzo. They I both think. played Pazzo. Two Pazzos. Two Pazzos don't make it right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're bonding. They they recite some dialogue back to one another, and um, eventually, you know, right before the transaction goes down, this guy reveals himself. He reveals his badge, not reveals himself. <laughs> Especially after that trench coat talk. My goodness. <laughs> Very noir. <laughs> home, home podcast after dark. Uh, he reveals his badge, and he is a cop. They are under arrest. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, this guy's pretty smooth. He's a smooth yeah. operator. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that's what you meant by noir. This smooth guy right here. Uh, this, this smooth uh, operator, is his name is Max Gale, and he happens to be from Detroit, Michigan. Wow. Gotta be a coincidence. Uh, nominated for two primetime Emmys. He was in the television show Barney Miller. He was in the film 42. That's relatively recent. Um, yeah. DC Cab and Quantum Leak. Leap. Jeez. Oh, Quantum, <laughs> Quantum Leap. That's a lot of leaks. That's where Scott Bakula just, you know, pisses in his drawers. 30 minutes <laughs> straight. Uh, he's on the General Hospital right now. So, uh, wow. yeah, Max Gale. It's, uh, I don't know. He's, he's all right. He's cool. No, I mean, like you said, he's smooth. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw it coming because we know it was going to happen, but yeah. they did not. So I have a know. I have a hypothetical story, Jordan, uh, <laughs> that I can tell you that I, that I would like to share with you. About, I think we could uh, that, tell about, a hypothetical story every single scene. Yeah, uh, about someone that I know uh, and their father who who got busted for uh, trying to buy. It's from a scalper, so I'll just go ahead. And this is hypothetical. Yeah, I don't uh, know who this could be about, yeah, but the, it could. This is kind of like a. A PSA, like, yeah, don't do like this. learn yeah. from this guy's father's mistakes. Uh, <laughs> so I think it was probably 2002 or so, and uh, this, this guy and his father were down around Ford Field. Uh, they were they were Lions fans, and they were uh, for whatever reason the father had driven the son down there for a Lions game, but didn't have any tickets. Uh, and he felt confident that he was going to be able to get him from a scalper, despite never having had any success at that his entire life. Uh, but uh, eventually, you know, he kind of walked around and was sort of discreet. And he, uh, this guy's father met uh, an older Canadian man. And uh, there was a deal that went down, and he was going to sell this, this boy and his father tickets at the 50-yard line for face value. 
these cats are unbelievable. Stop. <laughs> You're ruining the story, Kitty. He's gonna sell. He's gonna sell the tickets uh, at face value. So he wasn't really trying to make money. He just had to get rid of them. So this guy and his father, they're standing kind of off to the side, a little bit sort of near a stairway. And right as this guy's father gets out money and the guy exchanges tickets, a cop, uh, undercover, dressed as a Lions fan, he's wearing like an Azair Hakim jersey. Uh, says, that's how you know he's undercover. Yeah, that's how you know he's undercover. No one's wearing that. No jersey. one else ever had one. Um, <laughs> I know that he comes out and he says, uh, "Hey, hold it right there. Um, I'm undercover. You guys are under arrest." Uh, oh. Long story short, did you? Or not you? Did the no, hypothetical boy? Did the hypothetical boy get in trouble? No, he didn't. Uh, and the hypothetical boy's father, you know, the cop took his license. Um, and he took the and other guy's still- license, and he took the tickets from the other guy, so he couldn't sell them again. But uh, this hypothetical guy's father, never no repercussions, and you know none for the boy either. But uh, these kind of things do happen. Mm, wow. So I felt like that was uh, there was a moral to that story, but then it was immediately undercut by the lack of consequences. Yeah, there were no consequences. I guess the moral of the story is be discreet. Huh. Yeah. But I don't. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I I can't say much more. Like I said, I, I wasn't there. But I, so I, the license was taken away forever. No, like I think. He was like, I don't, hey man, this, this, this hypothetical kid was only like 11, so he, his awareness was, was pretty limited. Um, but yeah, he get, they gave the license back, and uh, you know, um, I think the boy and his father procured tickets from uh, a, different, sc- a prof- different scalper and uh, went to the game and had a pretty good time. So. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, what a good, you know, what a great hypothetical story. Just hypothetical. I don't know. Yeah. It might might not even be true. So might not. You heard it through the grapevine. Yeah. Well, yeah. that is interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, these people, Tim and Al, they had a lot more repercussions than the hypothetical story. Definitely. So, so we'll continue on with uh, with that in mind. Just uh-huh. uh, be discreet, people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the play, Jill and Eileen are no, sitting there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jill and Eileen are sitting, waiting for their boys to arrive. Uh, Jill has kind of given up and resigned herself to the fact that Tim, you know, has disappointed her again. Eileen, though, is holding out hope that Al will be there. She knows how important Pazzo is to him, and mm-hmm. she also knows the story. And there's another line about the definitive Pazzo, how Tim, or uh, Al describes himself as that. And uh, another woman shushes them because they're talking so loudly, and... As she does so, she wakes up her husband, so apparently no guys would like this play. And uh, they get into a tiff, these, this woman and uh, Jill and Eileen. And the actors on stage notice and yell at them as well. So they're, they're not deep being discreet either. And the husband wanted to go to the Red Wings game, too, apparently, because there's only two things going on in Detroit this evening. And it's this, this play or the Red Wings game. So That's those are it. only two options. Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't really amount to anything. But it is in the episode, so I guess we've got to cover it. That's right. Uh, next scene is also in the episode in jail. Jail, Jordan. Uh, jail, Jordan. There you go. Uh, <laughs> That's Tim a terrible nickname. Apparently made a, made a call. We didn't see it. Um, I, and I, I was thinking at this point, this is like a whole subgenre of, of like TV episodes wherein the main characters end up in jail for something relatively minor and spend the episode in jail only to be bailed out by like their wives or fathers or you know family members at the end i feel like i've seen a million like 90s and 80s era sitcoms where the characters are are in jail for just like you know 15 minutes of the episode are you telling me you want to start jail cast cast. (laughs) but yeah uh i I could think of like 
I mean, there's a million examples of that, but this is uh, yet another one. Um, Alan this is t- the definitive one, actually. No, I don't think so. I think the Fresh Prince <laughs> one is the definitive one because uh, uh, it, you know, it, it, tack- it uh, tackles racial profiling and things like that. Well, there so you go. A little bit more weighty than this. Yeah, but this does not really tackle anything. This doesn't tackle much of anything. Um, Alan Tim are bickering a lot. Um, I noticed, you know, they're, they're, it's a set, obviously, and they're trying really hard to make it look like a jail, and with that comes some. They have some words scribbled on the walls, and one oh, of them, I did not one see of them said "fight authority," which you know, obviously, <laughs> a jail, obviously, a jail is going to have fight authority on the wall. Goes without saying. Um, and the other one was a little bit less clear, but as far as I could tell, it said "lost sauce." So I don't know. Oh. What, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's you. That's just a, a sad message of desperation. 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 <laughs> um, so yeah, they are recognized eventually by. Uh, prisoners uh one of them in particular takes a shining to uh to them recognizing them from their show as people are wont to do uh i didn't get his name i know his name in real life but did you write george his name is george yeah uh, came to me and he's played by mike grief and uh i got i got a bio on him 81 credits to his name uh he was an epic movie liar liar ed tv and uh he played a, ba- a bailiff ironically an episode of the mentalist wow he really flipped the script on that one and these guys are like you know they're like tv bad guys so he's they basically look like modern bikers i guess like they have bandanas and wear leather and have tattoos uh not especially scary but um yeah so um he was in jackson prison i thought that was a nice piece of realism but uh i don't i don't really have much else you know on yeah scene. i mean al as you can imagine is wound pretty tightly um he's worried about the how they're going to come up with bail money i don't know what the bail money would be based on your hypothetical story it must be like 25 dollars um, I, I mean you'd have to ask somebody else i don't know yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, Al's being stared at uh, while Tim is making this call. Al is also worried that he's going to be ostracized at bingo. You know, people want to sit next to a, a criminal. Yeah, and Al, um, you know, Tim is he's he's keeping it cool. Al is just freaking out in jail. You know, he's he's losing his cool. Yeah, but that's about it for this scene. Um, so we move home. At home, Wilson is helping Mark with a school project. Um, Mark needs a lot of help with his school projects. Didn't he need help with like his solar system and yeah, you know he's supposed to be supposedly a smart kid, or I perceive him as being a smart kid. He's always playing on his computer, and he tricked his dad with the the money uh, a bit <laughs> a few episodes back. But yeah, you're right. He is a little bit too reliant on adults. Yeah, and in this case, he is making paper mache. Uh, Wilson, he has some question about, like, the... Or, Wilson shares some information about the origin of the name of Paper Mache. Super interesting stuff. Super interesting. So interesting, we're gonna make you look it up yourself. Uh, Mark, you know, he's impressed that Wilson has so much information. And Wilson knows all this stuff because he has a tremendous amount of spare time in his hands. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Which I thought that was funny, yeah. yeah. Uh, while Wilson... And we should say, Wilson's face is covered up by this Paper Mache. The boys... Uh, the bedroom boys, smooth R&B, they're trying to sneak out so they can go to Courtney's party, but Wilson catches them out of the corner of his eye, so they're stopped. And uh, he teaches them a lesson. You know, rules aren't made to stop you from having a good time. They're to make you responsible. And just as he says this, Tim calls from the jail. And uh, the only other note that I have for this scene is that Randy is wearing a sweet, like, Kangol hat, like Michael Scott. Yeah, he's like like Date Mike. (laughs) 
I feel like date Mike comes up every couple episodes on this. Kirsten's, Kirsten's walking by, and even she thinks date Mike is this made too many appearances. She's uh, yeah. I like the Kangle date Mike. Nice to meet me. How do you like your eggs in the morning? Um, yeah, I, I took note of that as well. It's yeah, that's the best part of the scene. One thing uh, he notes that um, I don't necessarily know how this comes up, but like, oh, they want to sneak out, and he's like. Why? They're like, why don't you let us? And he's like, because your mom you know, put me in charge of this, and she's paying me $5 an hour, which I thought sounded low, but I looked it up in the minimum wage in 1995. You want to guess what it was? Oh, uh, four-something, right? Four twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah, that's low. That's low. Minimum wage in uh, Chicago is about to be $13, so... Well, yeah. you know, 90s money was worth a lot more. Stagflation, baby. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the correct use of that. But, um, yeah, I, one thing to note about this is, you know, Randy, he gets this call that his dad's in jail, and uh, he really takes it in stride, you know? <laughs> He's just not surprised he really at all. He takes it in stride, yeah. Uh, it's I just can tell, part I of can a tell joke you one thing, that hypothetical boy in the hypothetical story from earlier did not take uh, those things in stride nearly as well as Randy. Randy <laughs> he was does, hypothetically terrified. He was hypothetically kind of uh, perturbed by the whole situation, but yeah, you know, no big deal. Uh, no. So he told me. I don't. Know. If you're wearing a Kangle hat, you can kind of take anything. You know, I can tell you that hypothetical boy was not wearing a Kangle hat, so that might have been the problem. That was the problem. Yep, that was the problem. Uh, any other problems with this scene? No, it's fine. We didn't play a clip because Wilson doesn't say anything especially interesting. Yeah, we're gonna be clipless. Clipless, you know that's all right every now and then. Yeah, we've had we had two clips last episode. Classic so. rule of podcasting is always leave them wanting more clips. You know, mm, so and right. we're gonna do that today. Next we're scene. also gonna go back to the play. Next scene, we're going to the play, Jordan, and um, you know they're watching the play, and uh, they're still kind of concerned. Or um, Eileen's more concerned than Jill is about uh, <laughs> about their men, their mans. Um, eventually, an usher comes up. And he says, a man named Wilson. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's very like sitcom A man named Wilson called, and your husband's well, in, in jail. You got something else? Well, first he says, uh, you're coming with me. We gotta, oh, you need yeah. to go to jail. Right. Yeah. He does, so that, he does say that, and they're like, for, what? Ta- for talking? Yeah. It's really funny. It's funny. Um, but then he says, a man, a man named Wilson called. Uh, sounded like Vincent Price, sort of. Um, <laughs> Uh, a man named Wilson called, and y- y- <laughs> your husbands are in jail. So uh, he says, you know, we can't talk about this anymore here. It's pot so so did that. Wilson have to, like, describe them over the phone? Because how would this usher know oh, them I wish, otherwise? I wish we would have gotten that scene. Yeah, one of them's about 5'8", full-figured. <laughs> no, she's not full-figured, but... Uh, yeah, so that's just logistical questions, but yeah, um, pretty usual. They're, they're not, I mean, I guess Eileen's probably pretty upset that Al's in jail, but... Um, I don't know if Jill is. I don't remember. We only watched it once. Uh, I watched it. I watched it. Well, I'd say one and a half times because the second time I was doing a lot of other things. But um, no, nah, Jill seems she doesn't seem real surprised by any of it. Much like Randy <laughs> wasn't, you know. Like it, you know, everything was always like heading, mother like son. We were always you know? heading to this, you know. We always were. Uh, and now we're headed to jail. Mm-hmm. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect jail birds and Red Wings, baby. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So Al refuses to sit. Since it's pretty dirty, uh, Jill and Eileen arrive, and there's some grunting going on in the cell. Uh, you know, it would have been nice if it was Tim grunting, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we don't get that kind it's of grunting. It's kind of, uh, if you actually think about it, it's sort of dark, you know? <laughs> A woman comes in, all these guys are just sort of, you know, acting like Well, I think it is dark apes. until that uh, the bailiff is like, don't, don't be... Yeah. Uh, 
don't, don't, get, don't be flattered they do it to me yeah yeah definitely um yeah. it's hard to tell if this is like a legitimate it seemed more like a drunk tank so i don't think these guys are you need to be especially afraid of these guys i don't know that's not why george is in there yeah we didn't mention this he's in there because he tried to put a tattoo on somebody that didn't want one yeah i don't know how that situation happened but yeah it's weird also i mean there's a lot of other things i'm more afraid of than that happening by the way like that's near bottom of my list of fears <laughs> i mean it's on your list so yeah, I guess that's... yeah but it's re- you know it's like you know it's getting stomped by an elephant and that are pretty close to one another <laughs> they're just things that i don't really and you've probably happening. been more likely to be stomped by an elephant yeah jordan i've done some traveling in my day but we're not here to talk about that <laughs> it's been 45 minutes since al and tim have been in this jail mm-hmm. but al is being very dramatic about this whole experience he's acting like they've been there for weeks uh jill says I was mad at you. This is kind of how this, you know, you wonder how the resolution is going to wrap up between Jill and Tim. Yeah. Uh, Jill says, I was mad, but I can't be mad at you because you're in jail, which I don't think is really legitimate. She could definitely, I mean, she could be more mad at him now. I, feel I mean, like. yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess what's she going to do? Like she knew he was, it's not like he lied to her about doing this. Like he was trying to do what he said he was going to do, but he just got caught. It's more just, like, stupid. But, I mean, I would be sort of frustrated I had to leave the play. But don't worry, George has a uh, another He's plan got a good him. idea. Well, George, he suggests a, a Sunday matinee. And they mm. act as if they've never heard of a matinee in their lives. <laughs> like, is this uh, such a foreign idea? I don't they know. probably don't know what brunch is, either. You know, they would love 2018, because this is a brunch city, especially around these parts. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically, George kind of plans out a whole nice, uh, nice Sunday... Uh, date, I don't know, afternoon for them. And they follow through on it. And they follow through on it in the final scene. Jordan, you, you've uh, been speaking clearly and you know doing well. <laughs> Seems like I should so, take it. So you finish, finish strong. Yeah. So we're at the matinee. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the play, or so we think. Tim pretends uh, that he loved it. I think he might have been sleeping, probably. Yeah. Uh, but he's surprised when he gets up and he is told it's only intermission and he's still got the other half of the play to go. So... Rough, rough day for Tim, yep. you know? Jail, yep. matinee. Uh, real credits fade to black, but there is a blooper. I did watch the blooper this time. Whoa! Did you watch it? Uh, in passing, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just, you know, I, since you don't watch him anymore, I try not to watch him. Uh, basically, Tim... Uh, he break. It's he, a jailbreak. Yeah, it's a jailbreak. Everybody, everybody breaks, and then uh, one of the gentlemen picks up Eileen and runs out with her, and... Uh, trying to think about what's going to happen there. And uh, then we roll credits fade to black... Uh, Jailbirds and Red Wings, a.k.a. No-No Godot. A.k.a. Flannel is the new black. Yeah, do you want to explain that to me? Like, what? <laughs> what what's it the tie-in to the show? Um, you know, it was just basically a play on the series Orange is the New Black. Okay, yeah, and they are in, in prison in that. Okay, yeah, see? I, I, knew, I knew you would eventually. Um, <laughs> I just had to ask again. You know, again. I, uh, I wouldn't... You wouldn't have remembered if I didn't bring it up there. No, no. I had to get that in. Had to. Jordan, highs and lows of this one. I don't know that we did a great job uh, walking walking (laughs) through the plot, but we did the best job we could do today. To be honest, I felt like we did an adequate job because I felt like this just was an episode that just... There's not a lot to it. Yeah. It's very straightforward. There's not a real compelling conflict or really any conflict going Mm -hmm. on here. No. Um... You know, it's it's fun to have some new sets. You know, they they go to the play, they go to the jail. Um, there's not a lot of good lines. I did like the noir scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, th- I thought that was fun, and um, it, it's a fine episode. I just, it, I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna really remember it going forward because there's it's inconsequential. All right, I'm gonna tell you 
this is how I would describe this episode. Oh. Pleasant. It was pleasant. pleasant. It was pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, I mean, it wasn't bad. Yeah, uh, harmless. You know, um, there weren't, you're right, there weren't, there weren't a lot of, like, great lines or bits of dialogue where I, you know, like, that stood out to me necessarily, but I did like it. Um, I like, I guess, at this point, I kind of like it anytime they go anywhere else on the show, <laughs> and there's some different locations, and I thought that the jail, the jail stuff was pretty funny. Um, I liked it when they got busted by the cop, and uh, this is basically mostly all out of the house. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun enough. Um, I think we've covered some more lackluster ones lately, so maybe this just stacks up well in comparison. But um, yeah, the kids have a little something to do. Uh, Tim and Al in jail is a is a fun idea. Even you know, I don't know how much more we'll see of Eileen, but Jill and Eileen at the theater or player what have you um <laughs> the, getting into it with the the woman in front it's um yeah it's it's pleasant so it's it's uh six it's point, six point five out of ten pleasantville you know pleasantville population one yep uh okay yeah time for sean's social media roundup it is isn't it it is. So if you'd like to reach out to us, go to thehomeandpodcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeandpodcast. Twitter, our handle is at homeandpodcast. If you'd like to support the show, um, get special tidbits, behind-the-scenes outtakes, there's a lot in this episode. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be left in the cutting room floor. So. Yep. So yep. Uh, if you want access to our, our hijinks even more so... You can donate to us for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash home and podcast. And, um, Adam, with that, I'm just kind of wondering, what have you been doing on Twitter? What's going on there? You know, biggest news on Twitter is Boogie Cousins is going to the Warriors for $5.3 for million. So, um, other than that, on the home and podcast front, Jordan, at this exact second, Twitter seemed to be down, um... Either that, or I just don't really have anything new to say about it. So it's, <laughs> Either you're lying, it, you, you, or... You decide which one it is. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think uh, nothing new to report on Twitter. Follow us there. Um, just some really good stuff been going on around these parts. So uh, join the fun, join the party, join the extravaganza. Uh, <laughs> join... Do we have a name for our followers? Potties? No, I don't think so. <laughs> No, I think a lot of people use that. Um, homies, but uh, that's been taken by Carmen Finestra, uh, and you'll hear more about the homies. Uh, yeah, in, in you se- will. In, in several weeks, we did we did record. I mean, that's we should talk about. I mean, we could just say we recorded the episode with Carmen, and it'll be coming. We did out, uh, near our 100th episode, and uh, yeah, he was gracious enough to give us about an hour. Um, so yeah, you can. Look there's for, some. There's look a lot of behind the scenes home improvement like start of the show casting really cool information yeah there's a lot that, of ball so. busting too um <laughs> some, of it, some of it misguided uh, but you know well there's a lot of confusion on yeah, that there's, that there's as some well confusion, so. but it's, it's good on the uh, it's good on the home improvement front so i think everybody will enjoy that you know so. adam you did post a great tweet about Richard Karn holding a dog. Yeah, I did. That's kind of blown up on Twitter. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's got uh, our our repost has gotten two likes. So it's huge. Um, <laughs> about as good as always. It's about as good as it gets. No, I mean, yeah, it's it's a, it's a slow week here on on Twitter. But uh, Jordan, do you have a question for me? I do. Okay. Several, <laughs> um, mostly related to hypothetical people and okay, stories. Well, I, but... I mean, I can only do so much. I I can you know maybe guess, but I. Yeah, well, luckily for you, uh, I've got another question that's not so hypothetical. I'm wondering, you're a sophisticated theater man. 
Mm-hmm. What's the f- what's your favorite play that you've ever seen? I'm gonna tell you something. I don't know off the top of my head if I have really ever been to a musicals and plays. Are those kind of interchangeable? Because I don't know. Yeah, you can you can musicals fine. Okay. Um. So in because term- I guess mine's tech. I think mine's technically a musical. Oh man. Um. You know, I would say. Jersey Boys, I saw in Las Vegas probably five years ago, uh, and that's the story of Frankie Valli in the four seasons, and I, I mean, I like Frankie Valli and the music, and yeah, I think that that's probably the first thing that's coming to mind, um, and you know, like, it, it was a big, you know, Vegas production, so obviously a lot of fun and uh, sort of extravagant, but I haven't been to a lot of, uh, a lot of plays uh, necessarily, I'm you know, if I'm going to do something like that, um, I'd rather go see, like, a comedy show or something. Yeah. So it's not necessarily my, my forte. Cup of per, tea. Yeah, per se. But, um, yeah, I would say I would say Jersey Boys is probably uh, the most fun I've had. What about you? Uh, let's see. I've been, I've been to a few. My favorite one was, like, through, well, let's see. It was probably about five years ago as mm-hmm. well. I was in Chicago on a work trip, trip with a friend, and... Um, we had a night like where we didn't have anything to do, and we checked. I don't think um, I don't think SeatGeek was around, but it was like StubHub or something. Right. And there was a, a Book of Mormon show, just yeah. like steps from our hotel. So That's we went crazy. to see that, and that was hilarious. Yeah, I bet. I mean, that always looked really fun. The, the unfortunate thing about like Broadway and musicals and they're expensive. Uh, it's so expensive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's just really really expensive. I actually. On my way to work, I, I walk by where they do the Chicago uh, production yeah. of, of Hamilton, um, which I know obviously Hamilton was a big thing and continues to be. But uh, you know, I'm going to be hard pressed to ever want to spend like 150 dollars to see a play. That, yeah, you know, at, uh, uh, there's a lot that come at the Dr. Phillips Art Center is mm-hmm. like obviously kinda... everybody knows the Dr. Phillips Art. Well, Center. It's, it, I was just going to say it's like this state of the art, like brand new thing that they built a couple of years ago, and so a lot of really cool shows and and comedians and musical guests and all that kind of stuff come there but then i look at tickets and it's like man uh i can't really justify this that's so why, there's a lot know, that's why we need more patreon action frankly so that's why we need more patreon action yeah. uh just down the road i think there's a a, a, a student-led osceola arts thing uh you i'm know, not sure I how good those productions would be off skipping that and skipping any of the community theater stuff right. either i just uh yeah, I don't know. You get what you pay for, and I think it really shows when you uh, when you're at near the stage, Jordan. Mm, that's true. That's true. So instead, I'm just going to keep going to the Orlando uh, Sack Improv because they're amazing. All right. Well, hey, shout out, <laughs> shout out to them. They are our sponsor this week, so it's logical. <laughs> they just haven't paid us or you know corresponded at all, or even know that we exist. Yeah, nor do they know we. Well, they probably do. But uh, yeah. Jordan, what are we covering next week? I suspect it's something that is a little bit different, and I will talk to you behind the scenes about how we intend to handle these. But uh, tell, tell the fine people. Well, you know, it's kind of a surprise and a shock to me, the name of this episode, because it's uh, Tool Time After Dark. Yeah, it is, which is uh, a clip-based episode, so um, we'll see how we navigate that. <laughs> two, clip-based, two clip-based episodes in a row, so... Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure necessarily that I want to talk about the same clips again, nor do people want to hear us talk about the same clips again. But again, Jordan, this is a conversation for behind the scenes. 
perhaps uh <laughs> perhaps that's when we do our live episode yeah maybe it's possible yeah i mean who, who can really say uh so yeah next week's home improvement after dark uh aka tool, t- tool time tool after time dark. after dark aka home improvement after dark, aka home podcast after dark uh jordan anything else you want to put out there nah no nah, good nah we're good it's been a <laughs> doozy of an episode i think it's really gonna come together well uh, when you cut it, so please make it sound better than it actually was. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of work. Jordan, thank you for joining me. Listeners, thank you for listening. Take care, everyone. Take care, everybody.